thing about podcasts is that you always have to have something to say. And sometimes I don't have anything specific I need to share with the world. So what are we going to talk about? Well, we could talk about the news. Now, the thing with the news is that there's so much (laughs) terrible news. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could sugarcoat it, but isn't that the truth? So we're stuck in this news cycle of just constant, just serious issues from Iran to Ukraine. I mean, forget about people starving in Africa. Like, who has time for that between COVID? I mean, I am actually still suffering. Not still. I am currently suffering PTSD from my kids being home from school for two years. Like, it had a long-lasting, a long-lasting permanent effect on my psyche. It did. It was very intense. You know what I mean? Oof. You know, every time my kids, like, come home from school early, I start breathing into a bag. Did someone have COVID? Like, what happened? Is the world canceled today? Now, the reason that this podcast episode didn't have an intro with music is because it is currently still pretty much Shiva Serpatamos here in Israel, in Eretz Israel. And I feel in a mournful state because we live here in Eretz Israel, close to the Kaisel. And Bechlal, I have been on a 1,200-calorie diet for the last few days. So I've been fasting for like 88 hours, <laughs> going strong. Uh, but yes, it is a fast day, so we're going to skip the music. And we're going to make sure to have extra Ahavas Yisrael. This show is going to be full of Ahavas Yisrael because how can we bring Mashiach if we don't love each other? How can we bring Mashiach if we criticize each other? How can we bring Mashiach if we're fostering negative feelings about our brothers and sisters and we refuse to discuss it because we just don't like to get along? <laughs> I feel like Shirley now. You, we all have to love each other. I'm knocking over stuff in my studio. We have to love each other to bring Mashiach. That's the bottom line. And, you know... Part of loving each other is just forgiving each other for being retarded half the time. I know it's politically incorrect. You know what I mean. Anyways, this show is going to be about love. Do I have anything planned? No, honestly, I don't because my kids were home today and, and because my older girls were fasting and because I'm on a diet that, that you know, I'm perpetually hungry. So we're just going to go with the flow and see what happens. Okay, so like I mentioned before, it's Shivas or Patamas. I definitely feel more connected to the land. I mean, I live here. I'm in Yerushalayim three times a week. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm close to, the, to, to everything. So I feel it and I appreciate it. And yeah, it's a day of mourning. And when we mourn, we mourn. So listen to some acapella. You can listen to some of my acapella. It's really good, ladies. That's right. And listen to some inspiring podcasts. And there are so many of them. Last week I told you about the Happy Birthday podcast. This week, I'm going to tell you about Kayla Levin's podcast, How to Glow. I actually met Kayla. You know, this is a great transition into my next story. I did prepare a little bit. So I met Kayla um, when Jamie Geller invited me to the Waldorf Astoria. And I was like, hold up. I'm going to the Waldorf with Jamie Geller? That's pretty cool. So I went to the Waldorf and me and some other gals had breakfast there. And that was great, you know. And then we went to a Shemitah farm and it was even greater. It was amazing. That's where I got the bracha to do the Daily Given concert from Ilana the farmer. She gave me a bracha. She keeps Shemitah and her bracha came true and my songs, more of my material was produced with a band. It was, you know, the Daily Given concert. So it was on this trip that I sat, I rode to the farm with a girl named Kayla and I, I didn't know who she was and she told me she has a podcast and I was like, okay, cool. So do I. She's like, how many episodes do you have? I said, one. <laughs> Turns out she's like in her fifth season 
um, of a very successful marriage podcast. And she's such a sweet girl. And I'm sure her podcast is fantastic. I'm happily married, so I don't need a podcast. But if, let's say, sometimes we weren't as happily married, you know, as we could be, Kayla's podcast would be a great place to start because she's just... She's one of those people. She just gets it, and she's clear, and she's professional, and there's a reason why her podcast is so popular. So check out How to Glow. I'm going to add her um, trailer so you can listen, and get, we'll get back to the squeeze in a minute. Hey there, Kayla Levin here. I'm a newlywed and marriage coach for Jewish women. Working with married women around the world, I found that a happy marriage is so much more than a formula or luck of the draw. There are practical tools, paradigm shifts, and concepts that you can start using today to love your marriage more by the time you go to bed tonight. The work we do here will make your entire life better. You'll apply these tools in your career to finally get to the bottom of that load of laundry you've been procrastinating, allow yourself to take that vacation, or shoot for that goal. Pulling from experts across the mental health field, but always grounded and compatible with Torah wisdom, I am bringing you the absolute best tried and true techniques that have helped my clients overcome their biggest life and marriage challenges for you to experience right here. Subscribe to the How to Glow podcast with Kayla Levin on your favorite podcast platform. I'll see you there. All right, so back to the Jamie Geller story. So I meet Kayla, she's fantastic. Anyways, yesterday, uh, Friday, I never know what date is, but you know, recently, Jamie Geller messages me. And yes, we are good friends. Like, we message each other. Like, we're on a first-name basis. So she's like, what are you doing Thursday? I said, I don't know, just being me. So she's like, do you want to be me, be you with me at a spa in Herzliya? And I was like, make my own dough. Don't ask nobody for nothing. Totally. So I am going with Jamie Geller and B.D. Deitch, which is Marathon Mom, who is Marathon Mom. Um, who I also am chummy chummy with. And we are going to a spa on Thursday for brunch and a afternoon of massages and girl time because we're tired and we work hard and we deserve it. And we didn't give our husbands a choice. <laughs> and it's on Jamie Geller. <laughs> so I will tell you about that next week. But just so you know, life is good. But other than that, everything is just the pits. Like seriously, like I cannot deal with having an old geezer as president. I just can't deal with it. I can't. Like, I, I just don't get it. I look at him and I'm thinking, how? How? Seriously, I've been saying that for years now, but seriously, like, the man is weak in that Bernie's. The guy is literally one prop away from, like, being one of those wax figures in, in, in the Manhattan Wax Museum. Seriously, and that's the president. Like, people are like, I'm like, why are you stopping traffic for him? He's just sleeping in the car. Like, uh, I don't get the whole thing, but you know what? We're going to go with it, and we're even going to appreciate it because today I heard the worst rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner that I've ever heard in my lifetime. It was mangled. It was dissonant. It was pitchy. It was screechy. It was, it was all wrong, and you know who played it? You guessed it, the Palestinians, because the Palestinians are so busy trying to figure out how to kill the Jewish people that they're not good at anything else. And yes, I will give them benefit of the doubt that maybe they play ouds and all kinds of Middle Eastern instruments. But the bottom line is, they ain't no Israeli Philharmonic Orchestra, I can tell you that. But anyway, Joe Biden's deaf, and he was smiling the whole time. So that's wasting all our time here in Israel. Um, other than that, I'm just trying to think, like, what's actually happening here? I mean, there was this one small terrorist attack where... A guy with two kids was killed today when a Palestinian ran him over, a teenager, but you probably didn't hear about that because nobody cares about Jewish people besides the Jewish people. So I'm so sorry, dear Jewish people. 
Another Jewish person was killed today by an Arab. We need Mashiach. Like Charlene says, we need to stand by the window. This is in her challah recipe, by the way. If you didn't hear that episode, it's a good one. We need to stand by the window and we need to shout out to Hashem. Hashem, we need Mashiach now. That's right. Now, about that whole thing with Yuval Dayan not shaking the president's hand. I love that. I mean, what could be more beautiful than that? Seriously, what could be a bigger Kiddush Hashem than President Biden coming to Eretz Yisrael and being presented with a with an observant Jewish woman who loves the Tyra so much that she withheld her hand from one of the the most you know famous oldest dignitary in the world. So it's a beautiful thing. It was such a Kiddush Hashem. It was such a special moment, and I commend her through and through. And wow, what a moment! And when she feels like her singing is for women only, it'll be for women only. And that's it, you know? It's kolokovo to everybody on their level for what they're doing. I am thankful to Hashem that I don't have those challenges and that I'm, I've been presented and gifted so many beautiful female audiences over the years. I never yearned for much else. I mean, I'm a human being, but, you know, it would be nice to be super rich. But besides that, a Kiddush Hashem is a Kiddush Hashem. See, I told you this episode was going to be all love. I love you, Valdeyan, and I love her music, and I love her. She's amazing. But Grandpa Joe, gotta go. All right, I saw something really interesting, cute, whatever, something cute on Twitter, and I want to share it with you. We're going to break it down together. So somebody tweeted Benjamin Franklin's daily routine. Mind you, Benjamin Franklin lived in the late 1700s, so his routine didn't involve a cell phone, computer, a car, He had a pen with ink and he lived in a cabin or a law cabin and he kept a notebook and one of the things he wrote was on Twitter. Someone shared a photograph of a page from his journal. Five to 12 boxes going down vertical. Five in the morning he rises, washes, addresses powerful goodness, contrives day's business and takes the resolution of the day, prosecute the present study and breakfast. Then he works for a few hours. Then he reads or overlooks his accounts and eats. And he works for a few hours, and then at the end of the day, he puts things in their places, or diversion, or conversation, examination of the day, and at the end of the day, he asks himself, evening question, what good have I done today? So this is this is lovely. I mean, you see a man who's disciplined, he gets up in the morning, he has focus, he has a plan, he has agenda. I mean, he's Benjamin Franklin. He was the, he was the founding father of the United States of America. I mean, he was no slouch. So Benjamin Franklin has this incredibly precise schedule that he keeps. So somebody tweets it out, okay? Why is this interesting? Because somebody writes like this, For the billionth time, Benjamin Franklin's routine and those of pretty much all other highly successful people depend on a bunch of work and labor in the background, like taking care of children, housekeeping, and administration typically done by women. And, 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 and wow, I mean, yeah, here was a man who was incredibly busy. He drafted the Declaration of Independence. Now, I don't know history so well, but I'm pretty sure there was no internet then. So life wasn't easy. And he was able to accomplish what he accomplished because there were women, or his Aisha's Chayel, we can call her, um, at his side, taking care of everything else. So today I was actually listening to a podcast, and Rachi Fryer was being interviewed by Jack Langer. Yaakov Langer. And it was very interesting because when he asked her if she's a feminist, she was like, I'm not a feminist. I'm an Aishas Chayel. 
and that's who I am. And an Aishas Chayel is somebody who works hard and was out in the field and was uh, making money and was, you know, providing for her family. And that's an Aishas Chayel. And that's, that, that's what I am. And this woman is a judge. I mean, this woman is tough as nails. But she is proud to be an Aishas Chayel. And I thought that was such a beautiful lesson, uh, you know, for somebody listening who's been kind of not sure what, what a nation's child could accomplish. Well, here we have a great example. I mean, she's part of Ezra's Nashim. She's a paramedic and a, and a judge. Okay, I'm a songwriter. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's very, very impressive. And to hear her say it out loud like that with such confidence that I am an Aisha's Chayel and give credit to her husband that way for paying for medical school, like, she didn't even hesitate. Like, and that is an Aisha's Chayel, somebody who appreciates her spouse. You know, a great husband is somebody who appreciates his wife for, for his success. And a great wife is someone who appreciates her husband for her success. So it was really nice to hear. All right, shifting gears. So today I saw a picture of a girl who needs a refushalima. So I'm just going to go to the website, shanabracha.wordpress.com. I don't know who Shana Bracha is. I believe her father's a shliach, and she's in the hospital. She's a beautiful young girl. She must be hmm, seven, six. All right, I just found the website. Okay, I have all the details here. So Shana's the youngest of eight. Um, she lives in South Africa. Her father is a teacher, a blogger, I saw him tweeting about this today. Apparently, their youngest child is not well. I don't know exactly the situation or what her condition is, but I know that she's in the hospital, and it happens often, and she has some rare disease because that's what her father wrote in the hashtag, BPAN Warrior, Super Kid Hospital ICU. So let's, I, I, I thought to myself, you know what? I am going to give her a shout-out on my podcast. I'm going to tell her, first of all, that Shana, I know that it's hard to be in the hospital, but you know what? So many ladies now are going to daven for you right now, tonight, because I'm going to give them your Hebrew name. So Rafua Shalema from all of us, Shana. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. You got this. All right, shifting gears completely. Somebody sent me a video this week of a singer. We will leave him unnamed because my husband is in the music business and we work with the singers and we have tremendous respect for all of them. And every time I say something about them, everybody gets all like bent out of shape. But you know what? This is show business and and, we, and it's a show business show. So we're going to talk about show business. And I love everybody. This is a Havas Yisrael episode. So everyone relax. Anyways, somebody sent me a video on Instagram of a male singer, married young man, very, very popular, great music, great performer. I mean, really on fire, performing at a camp with a bunch of firm girls screaming and having a blast. And it was like so much fun. And it looked like like a night to remember. And at first I was like, okay, that's cool. But the reason the person sent this to me is because she was trying to point out to me, or she asked me rather, what's my opinion? Did I feel like this was appropriate? So my first reaction was, oh, we're doing that. <laughs> um, my second reaction was, hmm, that is Taka a good question. So I looked into it. And as it turns out, and again, I am no scholar, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening and you're like this big Tom and Chacham and you're going to laugh because I say the names of Sfarim and Rabbeim that I don't know, I'm just telling you what I found on the internet, okay? It's 2022. We're just going to have to go with it. So the Sefer Hasidim writes that one must be careful about everything written in Shir Hashirim not to listen to a woman's voice. And this is also the case for a woman that she should not listen to a man's voice. For whatever a man is cautioned about, a woman is cautioned about. Now... 
Rev Baruch Gigi, Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshivat Har Etzion. I don't know who they are, but I'm just telling you what I'm reading. Recently argued in the spirit of Sefer Chassidim that women should refrain from attending pop concerts with male performers if there is a concern about the style or tone of the performance, which suggests that men and women should weigh attendance at concerts based on context and content, not just gender. So, interesting. You know, I- I'm not going to get into it and, you know, point fingers, who's responsible, who's not, why did, why did these things happen? Why aren't more females singing for female camps? I have a couple of uh, theories about that. One is that there are not enough female singers. I know that Bracha Jaffe is not available every night, and Devorah Schwartz is not available every night, and Chaya Kogan just had a baby. So mazel tov to you, Chaya. She had a baby girl, like yesterday. Um, and I live here, so, you know, and there's more male singers, so they get more jobs. But, you know, if the Maisid or if the school can get a female singer for the female girls, for the female crowd, for the teenagers who are going to be inspired or so excited about this concert, then wouldn't that be better? That's all I'm saying. All right, shifting gears to another incredible Jewish woman. Um, this, I mean, this story is intense, no doubt, but it has to be told. Um, on August 10th, 2001, an Israeli girl, an American Israeli girl, was murdered. Her name was Maki. She was... She resided in Israel. She was an Israeli citizen. She had an American citizenship. Her mother was born in Queens. They were the Roths. And their daughter was murdered in the Spiro Pizza explosion. Just a side thing. There's a song by Michal Przanski called Watching Over Me about 9-11 and connecting to the Spiro Pizza terrorist, the Pigua, you know, in, in 2001. And I wrote the lyrics to that song, and it was a big source because that song became very popular. It's a beautiful song. Check it out on YouTube, Watching Over Me. Anyways, back to the story. So Malki was in Spiral Pizza on August 9th, 2001, Menachem Av, She was 15 years old, 14 other innocent people, many of them children and teenagers, enjoying a meal on a summer's day in the center of Yerushalayim, were murdered in this barbaric attack including Malki's lifelong friend, Michal Raziel. So they were buried together, Malki and Michal, in adjoining farm in Harman Now, why am I telling you this? Because Malki's parents have been advocating since her murder in 2001, it's 2022 now, for 21 years, nonstop, because... The woman who orchestrated the terrorist attack that killed her daughter, her best friend, and 13 other people is living in Jordan, free. The terrorist, whose name is Almad Ahmad Al-Tamimi, she brought an exploding human being to the front door of a pizza store in order to murder the children inside. She's on America's most wanted terrorist lists for all these years. And she lives in Jordan, protected by Jordan's government, not even hiding. She's a celebrity there. And the American president and all of them before. But yeah, now we're talking about old man Joe. They, they're not willing to press Jordanian King Abdullah II to extradite Alam Tamimi, this terrorist, and bring her and send her back to Israel to be prosecuted. The way this woman was in jail, but Israel released her in 2011 as part of the Gilad Shalit prisoner swap. And then she ran to Jordan. 
By the way, there is still another U.S.-Israeli citizen named Hannah Nachenberg that, who survived the Sparrow attack and has been hospitalized in a vegetative state ever since. Just so you understand what these terrorists are capable of and the damage they've done. And no one's doing anything. And no one is doing anything about it. The mainstream media just doesn't cover it. And a mother just sits in her sorrow and her loss, knowing that there's been no justice. And that's very, very painful. So another reason that we need Mashiach right away. And if you want to help, you know, you could do a quick Google search and you'll come up with Frimit Roth and all the details of their ongoing, you know, struggle. All right, I actually just came across the website, karenmalki.org. I'm going to put it in the show notes. K-E-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I. My mother told me to spell things out, you know, for my more mature audience that need to hear things clearly so they could type it with one finger <laughs> on into their computer. Now, if you feel like this podcast has been seesawing from like, you know, hysterical to very depressing. Well, it has because that's life. You know, one minute you're mourning the base of Migdash, the next morning you're watching a Zaya comedy video and you can't breathe. And then that's good. That's the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to mourn. There's a time to enjoy. There's a time to celebrate. There's Yom Taivim, you know, and eventually all the kids go back to school. I actually threw up a question box today asking what you think about a shorter summer. And at first I was like, yes, totally less, less summer. But you know what? No, I really enjoy the summer. It's chill. I don't have to worry about, I mean, there's still things to take care of, but the pressure's a little less, you can admit. And my kids are suntanned and they're enjoying being on their bicycles and they're going on trips and hiking. And sure, it's hot, but from what I hear, the gates of Gehenim have opened up over Europe. So if you're listening upstate and there's a cool breeze, you have so much to be grateful for. Thank Hashem for every minute that your children are sleeping soundly in their beds, that you have people in your life that love you, that you have a podcast like The Squeeze to listen to, that even though everybody had a fit about Instagram, well, Instagram is still here. And things could always be worse because in Florida, a woman, and I know this is true because I've heard this story before, she went downstairs at night <laughs> to make herself a snack. She put popcorn in the microwave, which, by the way, is so not healthy. Just make your own popcorn. Anyway, she went to the bathroom. She opened the door. <laughs> and she's like, I did a quick turnaround because... I saw this thing in there and I quickly shut the door. What was it? It was an iguana. Now, as it turns out, it's iguana season in Florida. And if you want to hear more from um, an iguana specialist who literally catches iguanas for a living, I would suggest you listen to the Schmoll Tenant House podcast. Now, Schmoll Tenant House is my first cousin. And although I cannot vouch for all the content of his podcast, I could tell you that he is hilarious. So if you have a pair of headphones and you're grown up and you love a good laugh, check out the Schmoll Tenant House podcast and listen to the interview he did today with an iguana catcher. Like legit, there is a woman, there's, there's probably more than one woman um, in Florida who catches iguanas for a living because iguanas are massive and they're not scared of anything because their grandparents were dinosaurs. And now they're getting into people's toilets. Like imagine seeing a massive lizard. I'm not talking about the ones that you pick up by its tail and flick out of the house. I'm talking about giant iguanas, okay? They're, they're, they weigh 50 pounds. I mean, if that's not going to keep you <laughs> from drinking before bedtime, I don't know what is. 
Anyway, why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because I'm trying to explain to you that there are worse things in life than whatever you're going through. There are people who have iguanas in their toilets, okay? So just, you know, chill. And I'm going to put my cousin's podcast in the show notes. We're actually not going to be here. And by we, I mean me and my healthy self-esteem. We are not going to be here Thursday because I'm hanging out with Jamie and Beattie. I just felt like I wanted to name drop again. But um, so check out Shmuel Tenor House's podcast and you could listen to that in my place. Is it as good? You know what? It's pretty close. Speaking of lizards, I actually have a snake story and then I have a tarantula story. Yes, it's just, I don't know. That's just how things turned out, okay? So uh, I know this girl. I don't know her at all, but she's on Instagram and I follow her and she got a pet snake. Like a legit pet snake, one that you feed live hamsters to. And she's showing this experience of her with her pet snake. She's a from girl. She lives She lives in New York. And she's from. And she got a pet snake. She, uh, anyways, she was trying to figure out what to name it. So people offered up suggestions. And my suggestion was Bella Hadid because she's a beautiful snake. The thing is that this girl who thought it was brilliant, obviously, um, she already had a hamster named Bella. So she was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with something else. Anyways, the, the point of the story is that apparently snakes make great pets. So I never wanted a dog because dogs shed. Like that's my main issue with dogs. They shed and they slobber and there's like dog food stuff everywhere. And there's like a doggy smell and like it's just, you know. So, um, but snakes, snakes are perfect. You just throw them into the... Um, whatever they live in and then you wear them as a necklace (laughs) and scare your friends anyways i just thought bella hadid was a brilliant idea because she's a beautiful snake and this is also a beautiful snake you know what i mean all right next story a woman's nightmare she oh by the way i actually googled weird news because the news in this world is so much sugar i was like google conjure up some good news and this is what they came up with A woman's nightmare, she opens a suitcase after a holiday and a tarantula crawls out. (laughs) Now, the reason I'm bringing this story up to your attention is because your kids are going to be coming home from camp in a week or five. And I want you to be careful when you open that suitcase because I went to camp. And I went to camp with good intentions. And I, my mother packed me and everything was clean and I had a laundry bag and I was going to be organized. But, you know, there's just something about kids that without parents, that things just kind of get really dirty really quickly. And your kid's probably going to come home with a suitcase full of either wet clothes, someone else's clothes, or, or no clothes. So I just want you to be emotionally prepared. And when that day comes, remind yourself that there was a girl in England who came back from a trip in Cyprus, right here near Israel, and a massive tarantula came out of her bag. Okay, could you, and she even managed to take a picture of it. If a tarantula came out of my suitcase, seriously, like I could handle, I could grab a lizard by its tail. I'm not scared of animals, but a tarantula, it's up there with terrorists. It's like, and it's up there with a Palestinian terrorist in my room. Like those are the two things that I think my reaction would be the same. Anyways, if you think those are all the weird stories I came across on the internet, I could tell you about a hamster that successfully returned to earth after being launched into the stratosphere on a flying balloon. But I won't, because this show has gone on long enough. Anyways, may we only share good news with one another. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Weekly Squeeze. We are very professional around here. We are running a big operation, and hopefully you are enjoying the show. So thanks for all your feedback. I've actually started posting more on the Weekly Squeeze Podcast Instagram account, so be sure to check that out. And while you're already on your phone, just open Spotify and make sure to like me there too. (laughs) I need a lot of love. I need a lot of attention. That's the nature of show business, and I'm not ashamed of it. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you on Monday.